Wisconsin State Senator Tom Tiffany is joining us in studio for a chat today. Senator Tiffany has served as senator for Wisconsin's 12th district since 20, no, 2012, right? Yes. Um, and previously <laughs> as state representative for the 35th Assembly District. On September 10th, Senator Tiffany officially announced his candidacy for the 7th Congressional District uh, to replace United States Representative Sean Duffy, who had previously announced that he was stepping down. We have a lot to get to with our guests today, including the Trump impeachment and what impacts the senator believes that is having, the news that Florence County declared itself a Second Amendment sanctuary, and much, much more. So, Senator Tiffany, welcome, and thanks for stopping by. <laughs> it's great to be at the Dryden Wire yeah. World Headquarters. That's right. That's, yeah. That's right. You kill me every time you say that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's been two and a half months since your announcement yeah. uh, for your candidacy for the 7th Congressional District. How's your campaign going? Oh, yeah. How is it going? Yeah, it's going really well. Um, all over northern Wisconsin, northern and western Wisconsin, 26 counties. Um, I believe it's the biggest geographical House of Representatives district east of the Mississippi. Oh, east of the Mississippi. Really? I didn't know so, that. Yeah, I know it was large. I guess I didn't know it was that large. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's huge. But yeah, we're getting all over covering it, meeting lots of great yeah. people. Today, uh, I just came from down in Chitek at Core Products, had a chance to tour their plant, oh, meet nice. lots of good people. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, th those are just terrific. Last yeah. week, we spent a day up in Superior. I mean, we've been all over, just had a great, um, a great bunch of meetings, um, including at a couple of businesses up there on uh, the Fraser Shipyard. Oh yeah, yeah as sure. well as sure. um, as well as Exodus products up there that uh, make shears, industrial shears, and so just all kinds of good stuff like that, yeah. and really enjoying it. It's a great part of the campaign trail, is it? Well, so yeah. if it's the largest district in East Mississippi, you don't have to campaign everything East of Mississippi, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. no, you can still just stay in Wisconsin. Thanks, we're, we're staying in Wisconsin. Uh, so when you go around, what are you hearing from people? Um, uh, obviously, you're there, you talk, you do your thing, but I'm sure there are people that come up to you. Yep. And have some questions. What kind of questions are, are you are, that you're hearing from everywhere you go, from Superior to uh, uh, small towns? What are you hearing? Yeah, I, I think the main thing that people are the most common thing that people are asking is, do you support President Trump? And uh, especially amongst conservative thinking people, they want to know if uh, you're supportive of the president and his policies like reducing taxes, regulations, that type of stuff. And so a lot of people ask about that stuff. And uh, healthcare is very much uh, a front burner <laughs> issue yet and uh, will continue to be. Uh, the cost of healthcare continues to rise in most cases, even though we've gotten it under control to a certain extent in the state of Wisconsin. But um, uh, so that's actually a big issue. Another issue that we hear a lot about is uh, the trade agreements, tariffs, yeah. oh. that type of stuff, sure. uh, especially amongst agricultural yeah. and manufacturing producers. So lots of stuff in regards to that. So actually, uh, you know, on that topic of uh, President Trump, uh, obviously you're probably paying attention to, as most people are, the impeachment, I don't know what it's called, proceedings or hearings or just yeah. the, the whole topic of that. Yep. Um, what impact do you think that is having on everything else? It's, it's shut down Congress. I mean, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> has shut down the House of Representatives. They're doing nothing there right now. And you've got things that are really front burner issues. That's why, I mean, people bring up, they bring up border security, they bring up health care, um, the trade agreements. I mean, those things yeah. all come up and those are all at a standstill right now in the United States House of Representatives. And people are really frustrated about that. And to your previous question, um, people are really, really angry. 
they are so, fr- I mean, it's just great frustration that leads to anger. There is so much frustration. I mean, I hear it from people who are, they're used to politics. Yeah, they sure. know how it works and all the rest. Sure. And uh, But some of those people are just like, this is ridiculous what's yeah. going on in Washington, D.C. As I say to people, when I came into the legislature as a citizen legislator in 2010, small business owner, you know, mm-hmm. raised a family and all the rest over in the Manaqua area. Mm-hmm. We had real problems here in the state of Wisconsin with the deficit, high unemployment, jobs were fleeing Wisconsin. and um, uh, But now it's an emergency at the federal level. I mean, it really is bad out there where nothing is getting done and people are really frustrated so, by it. So really, there's no... Other than the hearings going on right now and whoever knows what's coming up next. So nothing's getting, they're not taking up any bills or anything at all? Yeah, well, so think about the USMCA, that's a trade yeah, agreement. Th- with, that's what I was going to ask about. That's, yeah, yeah. A, that's a big one right now. Yeah. And it's just languishing out there? Yeah, it's not moving at all. And I think it only has till the end of the year in order to be ratified. And then it goes away because President Trump and his administration negotiated it. And there was a timeline set for um, that it has to be ratified by. And I think it's at the end of the year. I don't know the exact date. And um, it just languishes there. People want that done. And Mm. I actually think it's pretty good bipartisan, should be a pretty good bipartisan proposal. And uh, nothing, nothing's getting done. Oh, man. Okay. Let's go back to the campaign a little bit. Yeah. How's your endorsements coming? Uh, You get a lot of endorsements? Yeah, yeah. There's a, a lot of support out there. I mean, remember one thing. The main endorsement that counts is when people vote. I mean, yeah. that's the big endorsement. And, and your wife. And, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's kind of... Hopefully she's going to vote for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because um, I have two daughters that are now of voting age. Oh. I, I think Carla, the oldest, is 21. The oh, other sure. one, Lexi's 19, and I have another daughter that's a minor. But uh, anyhow, uh, my wife says... We always tell the kids, you know, you can vote for whoever you want to. You make that choice. You're an adult now. You make that choice. My wife does put one caveat on it. You will vote for your father. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping I got three votes there in the house. So You got four for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got to remember to vote, don't I? You yes. got to count yourself. Yeah, no. yeah. But um, otherwise, yeah, real good endorsements. Last week, uh, uh, 10 sheriffs from across northern Wisconsin um, all the way from Polk County over to Florence County endorsed me, uh, worked real hard on law enforcement type issues. Yeah. Uh, so uh, good endorsements there. Governor Walker has uh, he endorsed that. me. Yeah. And um, as he as he said, I recently did an event with him and he said, Tom Tiffany's tested. And, <laughs> you know, he's been tested in Madison. You know what you're getting if you elect him yeah. to send to Washington, D.C., because I'll, I've been a reformer. And I'll stay a reformer. Yeah. So that's um, that's a terrific endorsement. Another local one here that um, I, I think is um, really important is Representative Quinn. I mean, Romaine Quinn is really uh, respected in this area, does a very good job representing this assembly district, which includes um, Barron and Washburn counties. Yeah. And uh, Romaine is on board, and um, that's really uh, a yeah, nice endorsement. Yes, I know he was considering this. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was before you had even announced, but he was considering it. Uh, yeah, that's so, right. He was yeah. considering running yeah. for the seat. Yeah. Chose not to, and then endorsed um, you. Yeah, he endorsed yeah. me. So. And I so so I sign up for so anyone that runs for uh, you know pretty much anything in our area, I go to the website and I sign up for the the, the newsletters or the email yeah. updates, whatever. <laughs> and it was just a few days ago. I had seen that you had something about sheriffs, and I saw him like, "Hey, there's that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this watch, I'm like, "Hey, yeah. I know that. I know that one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, a bunch of good endorsements there, and we're going to have some really good ones sure. uh, c- 
coming down the pike here as we go along also. And, and I think the one consistent message that comes from all those people, they know, uh, they, they know Washington, D.C. needs change, that it needs reform, that you can't have the status quo out there. And they know I'm not a status quo type guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think that's something that because you've been on here before and you used to actually send um, video budget updates, if I yeah. recall, yeah. a long time ago as well, because you're you, you sit on the uh, joint. Uh, is it joint finance or just finance, joint finance committee? Joint, sure, sure. Um, the, uh, and that's a big and that's a big problem out in Washington, D.C. A few people bring that up is, I mean, we fixed the budget deficit here in Wisconsin, three billion dollars when yeah. I came in in 2010 after that election. And there is no budget deficit in yep. Wisconsin anymore. And uh, of course, <laughs> the federal debt is just out of control. And uh, what is it? Twenty two, twenty three trillion dollars, something like that. And we got to start taking a bite out of that here and that'll be one of my priorities out in Washington DC. Yeah, they also. have that website where it actually will show the the <laughs> you know the little ticker oh, man. and how much is going up and like after three seconds I'm like, well that's my yearly salary right yeah. there. Three seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's hundred and eighty thousand dollars yeah. every man, woman and child. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Hopefully you can get on that committee. <laughs> yeah. Well that's certainly one that I'm going to ask for. Yeah, certainly. I mean yeah, just like I mean, I I'm asked. not joking. You, yeah, that'd be nice. Yep, yep. Appropriations and uh those committees that spend the money, yeah. um, absolutely, I want to get on those committees. There's got to be fiscal responsibility. Yeah. I, I know Dad wants to talk about the Florence County that they had recently oh, declared yeah. itself second. Yeah. But before I do that, I want to ask the special election. Yeah. Have we, have, have we kind of landed on a date on that yet? I know yeah. there was a date, and then they were yeah. suing, and then it I was, kept, nope, I was now we have confused. a different date. For everyone that may not know, when is this special election? Yeah. So all the way back to the beginning, um, as a result of Congressman Duffy resigning, there has to be a special election. We don't do appointments like the governor appointing, having appointing authority like some other states do. We have special elections. So there'll be a special election to fill out the balance of Congressman Duffy's term. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the dates have been set, uh, reset. Um, um, Governor Evers um, did not get that correct. It would have been in what he originally proposed would have been in violation of federal law. And uh, so um, the primary is February 18th. That's the same as the spring primary for, you know, the spring nonpartisan yeah, sure, elections. Sure, right? okay. Same as that. But then uh, rather than putting it on April 7th, the general election for mm -hmm. the special, he put it May 12th, which there's nothing else on, and um, which is really unfortunate, obviously, playing politics mm -hmm. with that. What, what does that mean? I mean, for people who don't know, what does that mean, playing politics with that? Um, well, he could have... I mean, he called another election date. Right. I mean, it, it so money. for example... Yeah, it costs money, <laughs> exactly. So for example, what I heard from the clerk from Marathon County... Mm -hmm. Every time that there is mm -hmm. an election that's not on a regularly scheduled date, mm -hmm. it costs them $150,000. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's going to cost all Multi the counties. Multiply that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to sure. cost all the co um, counties more money now as a result. But I'm of sure that's not, in terms of playing politics, uh, just having it cost a lot more money. There's no politics in that part. So I'm assuming, or maybe there is, I don't know. So I'm assuming that it must be, there's a reason that... We don't want you on the, what was it, the 2nd or April. the 7th, April, April whatever it was. 7th. We want this on a different day, I'm assuming because, what, uh, they, they think that they're not going to have as big of a turnout? What is the reason for having on a second day? You won't have as big a turnout. Yeah, there won't be as big a turnout. face it. If you would have put the election for, um, uh, for the 7th Congressional on April 7th, there would have been more people turn out to vote. Correct. And more people in northern Wisconsin. Hmm. And what many people speculate is that it has to do with the state Supreme Court race, which is on April 7th. Oh, yeah, that stuff is way beyond me. And I think yeah. probably most people. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, but you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, 
the governor gets to set the dates and we're there's nothing we can do about it. We're just campaigning to win the race. I've heard that a lot of people were paying attention to this race, the special election, for, not just because of it's for the 7th Congressional District, but because this could be um, kind of some insight as to how people are going to vote in the fall. Do you believe that to be true? Yeah, it could be uh, what some people think would be an indicator. Sure. Um, especially with, you know, the 7th is kind of viewed as Trump country. I mean, it's no different than sure. northern Minnesota, Upper Peninsula of Michigan, that whole arc. It's it's kind of been identified as Trump country. Mm-hmm. President Trump has done very well here. So people are looking at it as, you know, perhaps a signal as to whether President Trump is holding his support. Right. And uh, so there's certainly that mm-hmm. talk that goes on mm-hmm. amongst political circles. Yeah. Dad, I know you want to talk about the well, Florence yeah, County. I'm then. kind of curious. I'd like to give your opinion on Florence County. They recently declared themselves a Second Amendment sanctuary. And before I ask your views on that, in layman's terms, explain that to folks, what what they did with this Second Amendment. Yeah, what they were doing. So uh, what happened there is Governor Evers proposed, he made some proposals in regards to red flag laws, as well as um, um, <clears throat> some gun restrictions, what many people believe would have led to a gun registry. And, uh, uh, and I think it was mandatory background checks, yeah, that type yeah. of thing. And uh, many people believe that leads to a gun registry. Well, there are people up there in Florence County that are very frustrated, as well as across all parts of Wisconsin, I would say. Sure. And um, so those people were saying, and, and by the way, um, Governor Evers was calling for a special session that we take up those bills. I remember that. And it took us 30 seconds in the state Senate to gavel that down and say, no, we're not going to do that. If you want to do something that's reasonable, responsible, you know, we'll certainly take a look at it, but this is not. And the people up in Florence County said, we don't want that. And a few people got together, went to the county board, and they actually had like 75 people appear before the county board. I mean, think about county board meetings in rural Wisconsin. I mean, a lot of times you don't see 10 people there. Right. Yep. 75 people showed up and they said, "Um, we want to pass a resolution, though it doesn't you know, have any binding authority. Um, it sends a message. So they passed a resolution saying we are a sanctuary county for the Second Amendment. I call it a freedom county. And mm. um, I think they're just saying we want to keep our freedoms. Mm. And uh, I support the people over in Florence County who initiated that. Is Florence County in your district? I don't even know where that is. It is in my state Senate yeah. district as yeah. well as it is in the 7th Congressional District. Oh, it's right sure. on the Michigan border. Sure. Yep. 475 square miles about. Uh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> 75 people at the county board meeting is half the people in Florence, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they wanted to make a statement saying that, you know, we want to protect our Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, back up another second is, uh, so Governor Evers is calling for new laws and stuff like that. What I say consistently is that Enforce the laws that are on the books now in regards to our gun laws and stuff like that. Many locales around the country, including what we saw down in um, um, down in southern Florida with that mass shooting. I mean, you hate to see these mass shootings. Mm. They could have taken that young man off from the streets. They had the ability to do it mm. under the current law, and they didn't do it. And use your existing laws first before you create new laws. Sure. And uh, make sure that you enforce them. This, the other thing is that you know, I do think that there's um, certainly mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. And um, I know in this last budget, we put more money into mental health um, funding. And so I think that's important. Do stuff that is going to actually have an impact. Don't do stuff that is symbolic like Governor Evers yeah. proposed. But where, were your, where were you on the, um, 
the vote it was for. We've talked about this with most of our guests we've had on regarding the Mendota, the $15 million. Well, that was a horrible veto. That was a horrible <laughs> veto. We, I worked very closely with Senator Bernier from the Chippewa Falls area mm-hmm. to get that $15 million of funding for a mental health uh, facility state mental health facility in northwestern Wisconsin. Um, For our listeners out there, um, law enforcement, and as Terry knows, (laughs) they have to take people all the way over to to Winnebago Mm. in the Fox Valley when they have someone who has a mental health crisis. And oftentimes it takes two staff to do that. Is that right, Terry? That's correct. And so they have to drive all the way over there. We wanted to have a a regional facility here in northwestern Wisconsin that would really limit that travel, um, um, ease the burden on on the budgets of our local sheriff's department. Mm -hmm. Governor Evers vetoed that, and he took the money and put it in Mendota down in Madison. It was a terrible veto. And um, I'm really hopeful that at some point Governor Evers will see the light on this and um, work with us to establish a facility here in Northwestern Well, I, you know, I have a lot of um, conservative <laughs> friends and I have a lot of liberal friends. Um, that was the first time I think there was, it was almost a general consensus and it certainly wasn't, and I'm not speaking for, for everyone, obviously, just from my circle, um, where my liberal friends were very, very disappointed with that decision. Yeah. And then when, uh, obviously, it was kind of rallying troops, and I think this is just kind of normal, whether it's Democrat or Republican, that you kind of, okay, let's put out a good message here <laughs> so everyone say something nice. And mm-hmm. we certainly publish a lot of those things. And as a press release, we publish it. Yep. Um, but then kind of how you were spinning it or how they were spinning it, it didn't sit well. It's like, well, we know that was a really bad idea. How do you really kind of make that okay <laughs> now? Yeah. So it was surprising, at least in the, I think we're in year five now. That's the first time I've seen um, so much uh, opinion strongly one way it didn't matter if it was Republican or Democrat. It was what are we doing? That was very much a bipartisan proposal, and it it should have been established in law. And um, I hope we bring it back in the legislature. Speaking of bipartisan, so I just right before well, our clock's way off. Um, right before you got here, <laughs> um, you're still on daylight savings yeah. time. Ben. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the, 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 the clock like, back. Yeah, yeah. you know um, the wall. So, he's a busy man, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right before uh, you actually got here. I published a press release from uh, Governor Evers. Um, it was Evers signs bill making Wisconsin Help Program permanent. And in his press release, it had stated that it was a universal bipartisan, or a, not universal, but it was a bipartisan whatever. So when it comes to the bipartisan, is this, you know, uh, if it's senators, what is there, 33 senators? Uh, is it hey, uh, one Democrat or one Republican? And haha, that's bipartisan. Or is that <laughs> when someone says bipartisan, is it really? I think in that issue, it was bipartisan. I was yeah, going to ask, yeah, where so then did you stand on that? Yeah, I believe I voted for that bill. I'd have to go back and double check yeah. the, <laughs> the record on that. But yes, I believe I voted on uh, voted for that. Mm. So it, it, it's the agricultural hemp yeah, program. Yeah, right. kind of making yeah. it permanent. Yep. And yeah, yep. um, how do you think the governor is doing? Um, I mean, obviously, there's some concerns sure. with, with some specific things. But I think also, you know, it's your first year. Uh, that means first year for staff. There's going to be some... I wouldn't say mistakes, but um, some things maybe get uh, dropped. The ball kind of gets dropped, and you pick it up again, and you kind of move on. I suppose that's like anything. When you first went to, in the Senate, you're kind of learning the first year. But now that it's almost the end of the year, how would you grade the governor overall? Well, we've been keeping him from his worst impulses. I mean, he's he's really fortunate to have a Republican legislature because the stuff that he advanced, for example, in his budget and stuff, 
Um, it would have led to increased taxes, a lot more regulation. And um, so we've really kept him from his worst impulses. And uh, so, I mean, all you got to do is look at the Marquette poll from a week ago, and you saw his uh, approval rating drop from above 50% yeah. to below 50%. I mean, it was a significant drop. It yeah, was 5 yeah, to 10 yeah. percentage points. And uh, that, I think, revolved around the gun issue. I think he's losing some people there. I suppose, um, yeah. And I think there's a couple other things, including perhaps that veto. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk about how um, you have liberal friends that were really disappointed in that veto, you know, I, I think that's where that's coming from is there's a few issues here where he's really been on the wrong side yeah. of public opinion. Well, and on that note, that Marquette poll that he had referenced in his press release, and by no way, I mean, again, I'm not trying to uh, rip on the governor. This is just stating what had happened on Dreidenwire, that when we had published his press release and he had stated that um, like 80% of people supported yeah. these guns. But thankfully, our viewers are, are, are intelligent, actually. So they went and they looked at the Marquette poll and they would see how many people actually voted. I think it was 400 <laughs> or something, and most of those were actually not even from rounders. So we put up a poll just for our viewers, and it, did, it was not 80%. Actually, I think it finished like at 65% were the opposite direction. Uh, but that's we, re, we represent a lot more of northwestern Wisconsin, certainly, not, not southern Wisconsin. But, boy, that's really tough when you take 400 people, even if it was 800, which it wasn't, but, you know, four or 500 people, and then use that as the... Well, this is what Wisconsin wants. What? That's not even that's nothing. I could do a straw poll and spooner and get 400 people. Yeah. Well, it always depends also how the question is asked. Yeah. I think the other um, really significant finding in the Marquette poll from a week ago was um, um, in regards to impeachment and how people have really moved yeah. against impeachment here in Wisconsin. And um, what I believe is happening there is um, I equate it. We, we saw impeachment seven, eight years ago. It was called the recalls. <laughs> and people were really frustrated by the recalls. And they believed if you're going to have policy differences, settle it at the next election, at the next regularly scheduled election. Don't do recalls. Don't do impeachment, stuff like that. Wisconsinites are familiar with that. And I think that's why you saw those numbers really move in President Trump's favor in regards to impeachment, because they're like, hey, if you got policy differences with him, there's an election coming up. November 2020, first Tuesday in November, you know, settle your differences then. That's what most people are saying. And that's really resounding across the country. Mm. I've seen a number of national political writers that are writing about this at this point that they're saying, look at Wisconsin and uh, Democrats, you may want to reconsider what you're doing here in regards to this impeachment inquiry. They're they're too far on for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're too far on. That could be. Yeah. That's that's going to be their we all, choice. We all know it's not going to. You're going to trial in the Senate if it gets there. So you know it's not going to happen. Yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, for sure, so. for sure. Well, I think um, I think Republicans will have a opportunity to get the majority back in the House of Representatives if they want to continue down this path, and and that's her choice. I mean, Nancy Pelosi has the majority; she's the speaker. She can go down that route if she chooses yep. to. Yep. And um, but. As we talked about earlier, what people are talking about is we want real things done for real Americans. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's what I'm fighting for. Sure. Uh, lastly, then, because uh, I know you have to get going. You're, you're a very busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, to Republicans, and obviously I don't, we don't want to get into uh, um, other people that are running for the Senate Congressional. It's just because, I don't know, they're not here. If they want to come on, they certainly can, sure. but I'd rather talk about you. Sure. Um, why should a Republican vote for you? Why should a Republican vote for me? Yep. Because they'll have a real reformer and they'll have a citizen legislator. When I ran in 2010, I had had long career running businesses, owning businesses, 
me and my wife, uh, we've raised three kids. I mean, we're just, I grew up on a dairy farm in western Wisconsin. You know, I'm just an average guy here from northern Wisconsin. And um, uh, if you want someone who's a citizen legislator, mm-hmm. who's going to go and do his job and then come back home, mm-hmm. and if you want somebody that's really a reformer, somebody that will go out in Washington, D.C., look at my record. And look at those endorsements. Look at, like, Governor Walker. Um, look at Romaine Quinn. People like that and some of the other ones that are coming out, those people know that I'm a reformer. And if you want to reform if you want reform in Washington, DC, if you want somebody Here that's gonna go out there as a citizen legislator, I'm the guy. Now, if I asked that same question, but Democrats, <laughs> would it be the same answer? <laughs> Why would because uh, there's a lot of people who are Democrats who vote Republican, depending on the candidate and sure. vice versa. Um, what would you say uh, uh, or how would you answer the why would a or should a Democrat at least consider you? Um, because I'm a reformer. I mean, ask for a show of hands sometime amongst a mixed group of people of political preferences and mm-hmm. ask them, do you think Washington, D.C. is doing a good job for you? Do you think Washington, <laughs> D.C. is doing a good job for you? And th- there won't be any hands that go up. And I think that there are things that are bipartisan that should be dealt with. And I think mm-hmm. one of them amongst Democrats is they know that this deficit is out of control, the $23 trillion. You know, why not send somebody there that will do something about that and bring power back from Washington, D.C.? I mean, this is one of the key things that I did down in Madison was help drain the swamp. I mean, I took on the Department of Natural Resources one down there, and we've got agencies out there at the federal level. Somebody needs to drain the swamp, and I did it in Madison. I'll do it out in Washington, D.C. also. And let's bring control back to the local level. I mean, I look at um, people who I'm philosophically different in terms of politics that I served, for example, when I was on the town board. Mm -hmm. And we would come to agreement at the end of the day. Out in Washington, D.C., they just yell at each other. (laughs) Bring the control back to the local level. People will figure it out. And people will be much happier than watching this circus that's going on right now. I got, I got to tell you, and it was both sides of the aisle, too. I mean, you were getting the rhetoric coming across both sides. It was just embarrassing to me. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And I thought, why are we wasting our money? Yep. Yeah. I wonder what that costs anyway. Yeah. Anybody figure that out? No. Somebody smarter than I, which is yeah. very difficult for me to find those people. Uh, any last words? Anything else you want to say before you get going? Uh, hey, um, it's, it's great to be here once again on the Dryden Wire. And uh, we're out there campaigning every day. People can contact me anytime. How do they do that? If they have questions, just go to Tiffany for Tiffany for Wisconsin. Yeah. And that's the number four. The number four, Tiffany Four. Oh, oh sure, okay. sure. Tiffany Four, Wisconsin. And if people have any questions, whatever, if they want to know where I stand on particular policy, let us know. We'll follow up with you. And uh, we're out there being open, accessible, and just traveling all over this 26 counties that make up hey. the 7th Congressional. <laughs> wow. It's been a blast. Awesome. Yeah, I bet it has. Awesome. It's uh, been a blast. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, that is it for us. A special thank you to our guest today, Senator Tom Tiffany. Thanks for watching, and have a blessed day.